0: And I was like, send him in there, man. Like we can't let the generator, we can't let the generator, uh, we can't let the coal mining stop because then the generator will stop and everyone will die. Hello and welcome to the bottom of the internet. This is another dead pixel, the podcast that always gets its man. My name is Nick and I'll be your host for the proceedings. Here with me tonight, my good friend and uh, uh, a man uh, who is a bounty hunter in real life. Uh, it's Joe. Joe, how you doing tonight?
1: Doing all right, man. Yeah. How are things on your neck of the woods?
0: Doing good. Have you gotten any uh, big, big uh, bounties in recently?
1: No, just a bunch of small fry. You know, you get people who jump bail and stuff like that. I mean... You know, it's weird how I got into the industry. All thanks to the uh the Anime Gunsmith Cats, you know, it takes place in uh, the Chicago area actually. Yeah, it's um uh, they have my favorite car, um uh, and that was the the Shelby Cobra. Uh you know, it's like the GT500 and you know, so the Mustang, of course, not the uh not the Corv- the Corvette uh Superior. And they also, if I remember correctly, she uses uh the uh, the Czech CZ 75 model pistol. It's been a long time since I've seen that series, but the fact that I haven't ingrained it to my brain that's um, shows that there's something wrong with me.
0: There's there's definitely <laughs> there's definitely something wrong. I didn't want to say it, but that thanks thanks for
1: bringing that up. <laughs> no one chooses the bounty hunter life who ha- who's normal, does it? Just put it that way. Have you
0: have you ever met Dog the Bounty Hunter?
1: Uh no. Uh that is he I Your rival keep out of the limelight. Is he your rival? Uh, no, I think he uh, he does a good job um, messing up his own life. I'm just gonna leave it at that.
0: Uh, did I ever tell you that I that I saw him one time?
1: Were you running from him?
0: No, no, I was. Uh, so I was in Hawaii. It was back when I lived in Hawaii, and I was going to a bank um, over on this uh, this part on the eastern side of the island. And, uh, I was in a parking lot kind of walking over to the bank and over on the other side of the parking lot, I saw this very large man with a blonde, like big blonde, long hair. And I kind of looked and I was like, that guy looks familiar. I like to look closer. I mean, he's like, he's probably like a hundred feet away, you know, He's, he's a good ways away. But I looked and I was like, I think that's dog, the bounty hunter. And I watched him go into a, a store and I was like, wow, that's crazy. I had no idea he lived in in Hawaii. Uh, but yeah,
1: it was weird. Well, if you hit him with your car, you could have confirmed that it was actually him or not.
0: Yeah. I mean, he, he was like dressed, you know, like a biker with like cut off sleeves and, you know, vest, leather and all that stuff. It was, he's definitely every bit who he is on TV in real life, but <laughs>
1: Well, weren't you weren't you in Hawaii when uh, they're still filming Hawaii Five O? I don't know if they're still film, filming that or
0: I and I yes and I did see the the deputy second banana guy. I don't I don't know his name, but uh, the second guy on that show, and he is a little dude. He is <laughs> quite small. Uh, I was pretty shocked. <laughs> He's probably like five six. Uh, he is. Uh, You know, I'm not, I'm not super tall or anything, but I was like, dang, that is a, just like watching him walk by, I was like, dang, that is a tiny dude. Um, but yeah, but anyway, uh, that's, uh, that's about the length of, uh, of the star power that I've ever come across. As far as, as far as how I'm doing though, I mean, like I'm doing pretty good. Like, uh, the weather in Texas has cooled a little bit. This past week, it was uh, down in like the 60s uh, at night, the 40s at night sometimes. And so everybody's breaking out their jackets and hoodies and stuff like that. Um, it's kind of pathetic, but uh, everybody is seems to be pretty glad that the heat has finally broken. So definitely enjoying that, but not too much else to report.
1: All right, Well, at least there's nothing bad happening, so that's always a plus.
0: Yeah, I've got uh, nothing too bad. My dad's in Amsterdam right now, so that's weird. Um, he's he, this is his second trip. I mean, over you there. can buy
1: that stuff at the stateside now. You know, he doesn't have to go all the way to Amsterdam. You know, guess, you know,
0: yeah, and he has, he has, but but uh, him and his buddy uh, like to go to Amsterdam sometimes. They've been well, this is their second time now, but but uh they are over there and they just they just go wild man just do all their stuff um seems fun but whatever <laughs> anyway we have uh, some pretty big news here today um i think so anyway so um if you haven't heard by now then i guess you've probably been living under Iraq, uh, in, in terms of all all of this, but, uh, what was it? I think it was last weekend, Joe, you sent me a, um, a text, uh, highlighting a video that had been posted and was being spread around the internet by one Helena Taylor. Uh, the, uh, voice for Bayonetta in both in both the first and second game. Um, and in it, she was saying that uh, she had basically been snubbed for the third game. She said that she was only being uh, offered $4,000 in total to do uh, four Or five sessions, um, in order to do all the voice work for the third Bayonetta game. So, um, so had you already heard about all that, or is there any part of that you hadn't heard already?
1: So I heard up until this point, and then I heard speculation about you know, well, you know, everyone's commenting, uh, you know, giving their own theories about you know how what the actual price is, or maybe there's probably behind the scenes stuff that isn't being voiced. Uh, but since that initial, uh, post, uh, I've, I haven't followed up on it at all. So I'd let you handle that. So yeah. Okay. What is, what is the rest of the story? Was there more un- unveiled? Oh yeah. yeah.
0: There's quite a bit more that happened. So, um, a lot of people came and rushed to her side, uh, sticking up for her. And, um, and a, like a lot of voice actors saying, you know, oh, we don't get paid enough for our work and stuff like that. Uh, but it was a few days later that Bloomberg was contacted or did some investigation or whatever. And they got in touch with some sources that were close to the issue. Um, these sources uh, said that Helena Taylor was offered between three and $4,000 per session to, to, uh, for a total of four sessions, uh, to do the voice work. So, uh, instead of the 4,000 total that she said, these sources were now saying that it was more like a minimum of $15,000 per session. Um, uh, Jason Schreier, uh, said that he had seen documentation personally that, seemed to corroborate what these sources were saying. I guess they showed it to him. Um, The sources asked to be uh, um, unnamed because they weren't supposed to be talking about this stuff as it is. Um, So at that point, it looked pretty bad uh, for Helena Taylor. Um, She sent out a rebuttal saying that that was an absolute lie, uh, and in the same statement, also said that she just wants to wash her hands of it and be done with the role and everything, and go uh, continue her career in stage acting.
1: Well, she also said in the original thing, like um, her original, you know, video that you that fans should, you know, uh, go ahead and uh spend that you know boycott the game spend the money uh, onto a charity uh instead so she was actively uh promoting against the game itself
0: right um yeah so we're going to get into that uh, a little bit so i mean i just want to say that like i really like uh helena taylor for her work that she did on bayonetta 1 and 2 um she has a really beautiful voice that really brings the character to life so I'm really sad to kind of see her go and see her not be able to be in the third game. Um, uh, the uh, I guess one more thing. The sources did say, too, that she requested $100,000 uh, to play the role, which is, I mean, that's that's insane. I don't think, I mean, like, you would have to be the kind of actor that was going to bring a lot more people to the table, um, like, a like a Chris Pratt or something like that. Uh, you'd have to, you'd have to be a big star power name in order to command that kind of a salary. And the Bayonetta is, is really not going to, to, uh, to drive that kind of, of, uh, of sales in order to, with anybody's name attached to it. It just isn't going to happen.
1: Especially since it's only going to be, uh, this one should also be tied to the Switch? Like Nintendo only, correct? Yes, it will be I Nintendo forget now. If, okay, I, I know the second one was essentially funded and that's why it was on the, the Wii U, I think it was.
0: Yeah, I mean, the only and... reason that this series is still alive is because of Nintendo. Like they brought it back to life. There was nobody that wanted to do anything with it uh, after, after Sega said that they weren't going to make a second one yeah
1: so there's a whole lot of switches out there but i don't think it's there's enough people that really love the bayonetta franchise to jump in on number three right out the gate uh and yeah you're right unless if you're doing a lot more work as well like straight up mocap and everything like that and uh i don't think any voice actor alone makes that for any one given game Uh, i could be wrong i mean you got like Troy Baker and you know like a couple you know a bunch I mean, of others out there that uh, are huge names but I don't know if they get that they you know they pull that kind of money for uh a single game yeah at least like at least with, I, at least I, with those I, other people you get they actually do mocaps and stuff like that too you know so they're acting while uh voicing as well so they they do the whole package
0: yeah and she wasn't gonna be doing the mocap um I I could um like, I could see, like, uh, like a Naughty Dog game maybe approaching that much money for a voice actor, uh, but I imagine that it would be uh, more sessions and things like that. Maybe, like, a Rockstar game, but I think the Rockstar games actually don't pay very much, um, uh, funnily enough. Uh, but anyway, all that's kind of beside the point. Like, one more thing I will say before I kind of get into some of my own thoughts on this is that she also said sort of erroneously that the game had made 450 million dollars um looking at the sales of the first and second game uh she said 450 million dollars not including merchandise if you look at the sales of the first two games it's a, a generous uh, amount would be about four million copies you know four million copies times 50 bucks um it is going to be woefully short of 450 million. I I did the math. I think it was around like 200 to 300 million, which is nothing to sneeze at, don't get me wrong. Um but it has taken a long time to get to that point. Uh this third game was pro- probably probably going to probably going to sell I would guess another million or 2 million um or more maybe. Uh but uh so she seemed to think that the game was going to do better than than um makes sense so anyway so there's that um man so kind of getting into some of my own thoughts some of the investigation and like kind of just thinking about this whole thing from uh from a, like a, a backed up sort of bird's eye view nothing that helena taylor has done has made any sense from the beginning like even if she is a hundred percent right in everything that she has said. Platinum Games. Nintendo has done nothing illegal. Um, so there's no possibility of a lawsuit. And furthermore. She's destroyed. Uh, her chance of. Ha- of being able to have a lawsuit. By talking about it. Before any kind of legal action could be taken. So that's weird. That's like a Really dumb move to talk about it. It's like she just like, like she basically just wanted to tank the game is, is what it looks like to me. So uh, another thing is that $4,000 um, for five sessions probably wouldn't cut it. But for four sessions, $4,000 is technically um, uh, a a proper amount to pay a voice actor. Uh, the union um, the union and industry standard for uh for like a, a voice actor is about a thousand dollars per session. So four thousand dollars fits into that. Um, so that's not illegal. So uh, that kind of kills the argument there for any kind of uh legal breakage. Um like another thing is that even if like even if she was right about all this, Uh, like she's ruined her career by breaking NDA, like, uh, like all of this, like she even said in her statement that she's breaking NDA by like talking about this. Uh, so like no one is going to want to work with her. I'm sure, I'm sure somebody would, but, but it would severely hurt her, um, career in voiceover work to do this. Like it just it just makes no sense, um, and then the other thing is like she she had to know that there was some kind of documentation uh, that could disprove what she was saying, right? Like, like I mean, if there's emails and things back and forth, if it's not just like word of mouth, she had to know that there was something that somebody was going to say. Hey, you're trying to smear our game, and you're wrong, and you're lying and here here you go here's like somebody's going to say something there's some they're not going to just let you like take, you know, hundreds of thousands if not, you know, well probably hundreds of thousands of dollars from them by smearing their game. So it's just a very like confusing situation. The the, the other thing is that when she said that she just wanted to wash her hands of it, that is not something that someone who is resolute about what they're saying, it being the truth. That's not what somebody like that says. Usually, when people are accused of being a liar, they will get viscerally angry and restate their their side and hold their ground.
1: I mean, I can conc- yeah. Usually, like to double down uh, to prove your point, and you know, you don't yeah, you don't move from that standpoint at all. Uh, it sounds almost like. Uh, she must have had issues with the recording of the second game, with like producers or someone in the company, and you know, essentially, like you know, gritted gritted through it. I don't don't know who who is at fault, but essentially, you know, the game second game shipped, uh, ended on bad terms, and then like they went through the motions of the third game, being like, well, we have to offer them the spot. Maybe they lowballed a little bit, uh, and then. Also, then you know maybe she took it as a personal offense and then you know that's the straw just in kind of like a uh, ending a bad relationship just made a big public uh scene and maybe just shot from the hip with more emotion and less um you know didn't think quite think it out all the way through uh and then have you know maybe if they pump the brakes a little bit thought about what they were about to say and then we we then then realize well okay maybe this doesn't make uh make a whole lot of sense and you know or here's a couple loopholes in your theory but looks like no one was there to help you know keep keep her in check and so then she just came off on a hot rant like one would you know you see a lot of people do like on social media and unfortunately this has come back to uh to haunt her uh, you know
0: i, I mean it, it's it's weird though because it's like you know the game's coming out next week and you know she posted this stuff last week so the game's been done and her work on it. And uh, Jennifer Hale, who ended up getting the role, her work has been done on it for, for months, I would say. So she's, she's definitely had time to, to sit and think about it. Like my guess is that she probably, that she probably talked to somebody about all this, like one of her friends uh, and, or maybe a lot of her friends And either somebody talked her into making this video or didn't, or at least didn't talk her out of it. And because I can't imagine that like you make a big, like a huge, I don't know, like a huge stink like this without first telling a few people close to you, like, Hey, this is what they did to me. You know, like, what do you, like, what do you think? And then, you know, people are close to her going, yeah, that's wrong. They shouldn't have done that, you know? But, like, none of this is illegal. Like, and, and there's, like, probably, you know, hundreds of people who worked on this game. And you're, I mean, you got snubbed for the role or you feel like you got snubbed. I mean, that's what I think is nobody is is saying that the $15,000 is a little bit of money. I mean, no one is saying, like, I haven't heard anybody say, any voice actors come come out and say, hey, I'm a big name voice actor. And fifteen thousand dollars is still too little uh, to you know pay f- for this or or anything like that. Everyone seems to be like fifteen. That's even like the low estimate. It'd probably be closer to twenty. Uh, is I mean I'm sure that they would have if they were already thinking about offering three to four anyway. If they were at fifteen, she'd be like, "Let's make it twenty because this is going to be a big game." They would have said, "Okay, we want to keep you," and they would have done it um so like it, it's I, I can't see that the money be what was really a slap in the face at all um it, it's just such a weird thing because i'm like you had to know that like unless she's she's right and it's, it is all a complete a complete lie uh from that like fake documentation or something from the other side but if that's the case then like she's gonna have to come forward with like some legit documentation at least something that says something different but i I just flabbergasted. It just seemed like such a crappy thing to do overall at, f- at first, I was like on her side I was like yeah, i bet she did, did did get jilted, but I started thinking about it I was like, this isn't illegal. there's nothing sorry, lady, but you know you got you got jilted it sucks, but
1: well, see the thing is it's like when it comes to um you know her replacement uh. Jennifer Hill is not a cheap person I mean not saying she i'm not saying she necessarily goes for high amounts or anything but like she's famous like she has a lot of credit under her belt she's you know a, she's been in games for a long time and there's no way that she would just take uh if it, the if if she was um if the original amount was such a low ball offer uh then there's no way she'd just be like all right yeah, I'll just take that for like I don't She's see that happening. I see them offering her something decent for her, her for her time, uh which, like I said, then begs differ. If you know, if uh, if this whole bit is true, and they did lowball her uh in the you know like in the beginning, uh and then they they turn around like that means there's a personal issue at stake. You're like we're gonna give you a lowball offer just to say we 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 did the um we did the thing. We offered you the role. Uh, you know and you know it's like oh you didn't want it well that's on you and then we turn around and like well now we're going to give it to someone else for a higher amount uh you know that's still legal it's a little shitty but at the same was, time like i said who knows what happened behind the closed doors during yeah, recording i was or reading any uh, of that
0: I, I, I was reading a reddit article i think you probably I, I read the same one but a Reddit post and some commenter said like this is the japanese way of like telling you to go away uh by saving face for everybody as politely as possible. And I mean, from my experience in, in Japan, you know, lowballing somebody like that in order to get them to go away, that definitely. seems like something that, that they would do over there at a Japanese company. Um, so I wasn't surprised by that at all, but I don't think I've been like, yeah, like I don't think that's what happened according to like the, the, the documentation. And you're right. Like Jennifer Hale, has pretty much no matter who you are, Jennifer Hale has been in one of your favorite games, if not many of your favorite games.
1: She is she's prolific. Been on, she's been in cartoons and everything else under you know. It's like, so yeah, it has a really extensive uh, history. Yeah. So for sure, like you know, the the opposite. I mean, granted, you can say the opposite. though. maybe it wasn't a low ball. Maybe she's, I actually want this extreme exorbitant amount. They're like, no, we're not going to do that. Uh, and then she just turns around, you know, turns around and says, hey, they offered me a low amount. Everyone sympathy uh but i mean like i said we don't know the whole truth we probably never will it's just but there's there's such a high risk no matter what the situation is of coming out like this come doing uh throwing your old company or throwing you know like the, the project under the bus and then trying like there's no way you can do that with and try to salvage your career no. um i mean unless if you're absolutely done or like i said and if that's the case if it is so if your cause is so just to do that there has to be more to it it really does it just can't be just plain cash um you know it's just you know did they did they kill did the producer or director of the game kill your cat you know because then you want now you're out for blood but it's no it's i don't know it's just such a weird thing to do it is Screwing, trying to screw over everyone else who made the game. Boycott the game. I'm like, really? Like, yeah. I
0: mean, yeah, like nothing, nothing illegal. Boycott the game over, over a year, like, hurt ego. That just, it just really sucks. I just, I just hate to, I just hate to hear that. And such a, such a, such a random thing. And like, I guess she never wanted to do VO work again. I know she's going to go off and do stage, stage work, but man, like, You can't burn bridges like that. That's just that's just wild. Uh, Something that she did say is that she, or no, I don't, I don't, I don't know if she said this, but one thing that the sources in the report said is that she asked for 100k, like I said earlier. But she also asked for uh, uh, residuals on top of that. Um, The 100k I think is absolutely insane, but the residuals I think is definitely much more reasonable. Obviously you'd have to talk about the upfront pay being a little bit different, maybe than 20,000, uh, maybe a little bit lower in order to, if you're going to t- tack on residuals there, because, uh, that that's a little bit different kind of uh, situation. Um, but like, uh, voice actors have been talking for a long time about how every other part of the, you know, acting industry as a whole movies, um, Cartoons, you know, anime stuff like that, uh, that they almost always get some kind of of a residual uh, back end pay. If if uh, the movie does insanely well, then they get to enjoy uh, some of those profits. And video games, that is definitely not the norm. That is a definitely, um, I don't think, I don't, I don't know how often it happens, but I don't think, I don't think it happens very often at all. Um, which kind of makes more sense. I think movies kind of. Last longer in the public eye. Um, some movies, obviously, you know, they're like you're. St- I mean, you're still gonna have like Back to the Future on TBS, and that movie's thirty years old, uh, if not more. So I'm almost forty years old. So, so like if games, games don't usually do that, but I think in the modern era, games definitely do more. Um, do you have a longer life than they used to, like uh...
1: especially when you have remakes, re-releases, uh, it's just straight ports? You know, I mean, if you look at something like Skyrim, uh, not much visually different from the you know, you know there has been some tweaks and enhancements. For the most part, it's the same base game uh, from start to finish, and like it's been brought over to so many things. You have the you know, GTA, the story mode, same thing, it has been brought over to how many different consoles, and a lot of those things were originally contracted with, like, just the base game in in, uh, in mind. And that's why music rights were always so difficult for a lot of games if you have um, licensed music. Because then you have to rework all that. And that's why people thought Tony Hawk would never be brought over. Because, like, no way, that, that music is so much uh, headache to do. And, that, you know, they managed to do that. But, yeah, a lot of people, the the, the actors and stuff... Maybe you know some of the companies probably do something on the back end for for those, but a lot of them I can see them being like, no, it's you know, this is ours. You don't, you know, it's not in the contract. We get to do with what we want, it's right here, and tough tough luck. So
0: yeah, it's it's uh it's kind of a crappy thing. Like I think I think in the past, like games have had a harder time, you know, uh keeping sales like the Super Nintendo games. You know, N- Nintendo doesn't sell those anymore. You can you can still get a lot of them because they're made a lot of sales, but you're buying it secondhand used, so the, the company doesn't really care. Um, they're not really making any more money off of that. But but like nowadays, um, some of the games we're going to talk about, I think uh, in, in the gaming section, uh, you know, have been around for a long time and they keep getting sold and resold and ported and reported, especially as like Steam has taken off. Uh... Some of these games are from, you know, the from the early two thousands, if not older, the nineties sometimes, and they keep getting resold, albeit for smaller and smaller amounts. But I mean, if a thousand people buy a game for five dollars uh here in twenty twenty two, you know, as a voice actor you're still gonna get if you had residuals, you still get a little check from that. Uh if and if you're and if you do that over a hundred games then you're going to keep getting those residuals for a long time and be able to retire on it pretty good. So I think that's a pretty good point. I'd like to see that, I think, in games. Um, it's uh, it's just got to change that part of the industry. But anyway, so that's all I've got to say about it. But uh, Joe, did you have anything else before we move on to the next thing?
1: No, it's just, uh, I mean, it's like I said, it's a weird thing. I just hope that maybe we get to hear the full story at some point. Uh, it's just... I don't know. It's I know. It feels no one, like there's no something. One missing. one themselves in the foot like that unless if they have a real reason, or at least normal people, I guess, wouldn't do such a thing. So you feel like there there has to be a real motivation behind there that we're not seeing. Uh, because, like I said, why else would someone just completely threaten to crash their career? Um, I mean, there's still jobs out there, and there's still people who would want their they you know, want her voice. But it's just a very dangerous thing to do, um and yeah, so like I feel like they're like once it it's one of those things that maybe you know five, ten years down the road, we might be able to hear the full story, and that I think would be interesting,
0: yeah, yeah, it does feel like there's something missing, um but so have to wait and see if anything else comes out um so moving on, uh got some remake announcements from. Uh, both Konami and Capcom. I just have uh the Konami one here up first. Uh, the Silent Hill two. <laughs> Silent Hill two is uh, being remade by Konami. There was a gameplay. Sorry, there was a there was a uh there was a trailer with no no gameplay in it that was released uh, as of this recording yesterday. So on uh, ten twenty. Uh, 2022. Um, I, I took a look at it and kind of skipped through some of the other stuff that was in the. the, the they had like a, a showcase, and I skipped through some of that. Um, but uh, it, it seems to just be all um like what do you call it uh CG footage right now. So it, it, it I don't happen I didn't happen to see any gameplay, but it looks like they have the general idea and they're carrying over the spirit of, of silent hill to this new remake um and it looks it looks okay it looks all right
1: yeah so this is the um uh this is actually being uh done by uh blooper team actually so this isn't you know konami themselves aren't doing this um blooper team is the comp- uh, the guys who did like observer layers of fear and the most recent one is uh the medium uh so that one had that you know parallel worlds running simultaneous and uh kind of got some flack for uh lifting some of their like art assets or the concepts for that game from actual real art uh, yeah. so but uh, that everyone the rumor was essentially the medium was always there like poster like uh project for like hey look at us we can do a silent hill game so I know for a long time it was rumored. And then I think about six months to a year ago, you know, a bunch of like partial Silent Hill news like came out and it's like, yeah, we've been hearing about Silent Hill for so long or the hopes of a Silent Hill game. Like just you can, as a fan of Silent Hill, you just kind of stop holding your breath, especially after PT. You're like PT was the last, like just took all the wind out of your sails. Like, oh, I have hope and everything's going to be awesome. And then now it's gone, it's crushed and I'm di- I'm just dead inside. Uh, So... Now that you actually get to see something you're like all right cool it it looks good uh you know it's just it reminds me of uh an a, a time long ago when I first played that game, and it kind of has that uh you know ha- has that look of like oh that's kind of how I remember it in my brain, even though in reality the original p s you know two game looked like garbage, but <laughs> that's yeah. how I remember it yeah so. for
0: real. Yeah, I mean, like the the PS2 actually, it looked looked okay, you know. I mean, it's still it's pretty muddy, uh, but it's slow enough of a game to where you know you can kind of pick stuff out. PS1, I I've watched some footage of of that PS1, uh, and it is pretty. It is uh, quite uh, blocky, to say the least. But yeah, I never got a chance to play these games. I remember seeing them. Or hearing about them coming out when I was a kid. And just being like, I don't want any part of this. I'm just too much of a chicken. I really wish that I liked horror games. Because, or I wish that I just wasn't so utterly terrified and easy to scare. Like a horror movie I can kind of take, but like there's something about having a control in your hand. The immersion is just is just too much. For me on, on a lot of these games, I, I can play some of the older ones now because they they're just so far in the past as far as like
1: it's, it's the rubber suit effect. Right. When you look at yeah. an old movie, especially in HD now, you're like, oh, that was terrifying as a child. But now I can totally see that rubber suit that monster was in or something. You can see the zipper right there, you know, like uh, it's nowhere near as scary as you thought it was and. Uh, when when that was the cutting edge graphics and nothing looked like that ever, that was terrifying. And now you're like, what is this garbage? Like, you know, my my cell phone from like you know six years ago that was that had better technology. Uh, so for sure, uh, actually, I remember really being into Silent Hill because it was you know that came out you know a little bit after Resident Evil, and Resident Evil was always the campy horror game, uh, a little spooky, mostly just uh, you know it's like uh shock value and it's just it was more action oriented, hands down. Uh, but then you had Silent Hill and Silent Hill, uh I, I forget which there's an old comedian once uh talked about amusement parks and my buddy and I were watching this and he's just like, Yeah, amusement parks. No, I don't like amusement parks. My girlfriend's like, Why? He goes, What's so amusing about ass clinching terror? Uh <laughs> And yeah. that line stu- just stuck with us forever. So for the longest time, we just referred to Silent Hill as ass-clinching terror. Uh, yeah. Because it was such a weird, spooky, creepy game. You know, the fog was so bad in that game. Because, so you really couldn't see what was in the distance. All you had to go off of is was sound effects. And yeah, it was, it was utterly terrifying because you're like, I, I don't know. There's no map. I'm just gonna walk up and down these you know streets and try to like literally hunt for everything like a really bad um point and click adventure game almost you're like i gotta investigate everything i don't want to go investigate anything i don't want to go down that alleyway no. <laughs> i'm going to get murdered <laughs> i don't want to
0: go down to the dark dungeon <laughs> no
1: <laughs> yeah and then you in, in hindsight you're like oh there's nothing here like i can speed run, like you just run right by it but you know yeah Inch by inch, just crawling forward, just a little bit, you know. And you know, it's like hoarding all your ammo, or, or it's like I don't know if I'm gonna get any more good stuff, so I'm gonna try to beat everything to death with a stick. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's so that it's that it's, game it's, was great.
0: It's <laughs> kind of uh, it's you know, if you ever get a chance, there's some pretty good YouTube videos kind of about the making of and sort of the history behind the Silent Hill games and um sort of kind of what was done. Uh, to the the re-release. I think there was a a, a re-release, remaster, whatever on PS3. I think uh, it was the PS3. The HD
1: collection was really yeah, was not saying. uh so great.
0: Well, you know, yeah, and I I watched a video where they kind of explained it. So so basically, you know, like you said, the draw distance was shit in on PS1. Well, you know, PS1 and PS2. I think they managed to keep it, uh, but like keep it a good game. But like they use that shitty draw distance to their advantage. So when they they remastered it or re-released it for
1: it was the HD remake, yeah. HD
0: remake for the PS3. The the people that did it, I don't know, had never seen the original game. And so they were like, let's just draw make the draw distance to Max, because that's cool. And so you can see everything that's going on. There's no fog. in in the game and so it just kills all of the suspense
1: yep for sure and that's yeah i actually never finished those games i bought it i actually came back to states i bought that collection and i forget there was another collection that had come out around the same time and i'm drawing a blank right now but i'm like all right i brought those back overseas with me and yeah when i was very disappointed when i got to the silent hill uh, yeah. So yeah, and, but no, this is it, lo- it looks good. Um and I'm hopeful. Uh Do you
0: I mean, do you know why cuz like like I think Silent Hill 2 was um more was like the more popular game, but do you know why they decided to make remake Silent Hill 2 instead of starting with remaking Silent Hill 1? Uh
1: I th- I think it'd be it would have to be a lot the assets and stuff like that nothing can really translate over so you're gonna have to make that game from squ- uh, square one just from scratch you're better off when it comes to something like that uh i think you'd have to do like the uh catcom uh, resident evil series just completely reboot the franchise but you know make them um, you can make it pretty much like 80 percent of the same original story and then you can change it up like 20 you know because those uh re you know two and you know two remake that was probably the best one of the ones they've done so far uh yeah that one was an amazingly you know well done piece of work but it's not a hundred percent to the original but it's pretty darn close and yeah i think that's what you have to do you have to to really do the first one uh plus most people uh had you know played silent hill 2 uh, on the ps2 I think that was probably the most popular one. Silent Hill Three was really good as well, uh, but it had some connections to the first, if I remember correctly. It's been I haven't played it since the PS2, uh, so. And yeah, then anything it's like after his, that,
0: his daughter or something like that.
1: Uh, everything kind of fell apart afterwards, so it's just like, uh, it's not. Yeah, but no, uh, I guess it just was, has to do 2, with being was more also, popular. It also had the fun endings. Like two is the one. Like that was the first game where you got to have. Um, that's the first one pyramid head the first one with like just a bunch of weird stuff uh i said more so because um you got the there's just quite a few different alternate endings and you have to do things a certain way to get a certain score uh you can yeah they let they just our game was made to be replayed Uh, a lot of hours were wasted uh in my youth just playing the same game but you got to do things differently and uh yeah i so i don't think it's Wrong for them to do it. Like, I know it's going to throw people off being like, oh, two, but no, I need to know what happens in one. And that is kind of misleading because, yes, it's the second game of the franchise, but it's, you don't really need to know what happens in the first. Uh, no. And I think you'll be fine. So, yeah, I kind of wish, I almost wish it went under a different name, to be honest. But, yeah, you know, but they've got to get, you can't those... rename number two to something else because everyone knows it's number two. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's probably, it probably just because, you don't really need to know what happened in 1 and 2 it was a more popular more famous game but it just kind of tells me like like if they were making the remaking the first one then that would tell me that they are uh going to do both of them and with this one being remade it just makes me think that they're not going to ever remake the first one so I, I don't know i don't know enough about the games to tell you if that would be right or wrong i guess it's i guess it's uh, not that big of a deal but
1: I mean, you could you could also see this being a one-off and testing the waters. Yeah. And if it does well enough, then like let's let's light it up. Let's let's go ahead and uh, do a full real remake. You know, just uh and reimagine the first one, and then let's we'll go ahead and do that with the third. You know, it's like, uh, do the Resident Evil you know formula because yeah. you know, that I mean, is a possibility. I mean, they
0: could always go back and remake you know Silent Hill one, and she's like well we didn't you know we just wanted to test the waters with the thing we. I would do the best and it worked out. So we'll give you guys one and, and then three or whatever, but
1: and yeah. music in two is so good though. It yeah. really is. It's, so it's I, I, that's, up. I remember, uh, hearing that live in concert. Uh, cause there was a, we went to 2008, I think in Chicago, they had a play, a video game orchestra and the Chicago Philharmonic, um, was playing then they had a lot of big wigs from uh japan who came over uh you know uh the composers for like uh was that blue dragon uh which is that toriyama uh, rpg for the 360. uh we had uh uh the composer for mario and i'm drawing a blank on that one too uh for did some songs i uh, did a song from uh galaxies a uh, galaxy 2 i think I mean, but you had a, you had just a lot of famous like, it was just nothing, game after game, just, you know, of course they did uh, they ended the whole show on with One Wing Angel, um, oh, cool. you know, and then as their encore, they replayed the same song again, and I'm like that's cool, but just to replay the same song again, I wish there was something in between, then you can roll back to it but still, it was uh, you know, it was neat, and just to, to hear them play, like, Silent Hill uh, like, on stage, and you know, I was just like, wow that's that's something else um. Uh, yeah. So just watching that trailer, hearing those, hear the music. I'm like that. That sent me back. Uh, I, you know, I'm excited about it. Which is the first time I've been excited since PT. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. I mean,
1: Silent Hill franchise.
0: Like, I'm really glad. I'm really just glad that Konami is sort of trying to make games again. I, I know you said it's a different developer or whatever, but well, just, Konami's
1: it, willing to license their stuff out. That least, is, and yeah. that's fine. At least they're not letting it sit and just you know like rot. Yeah. Um, so. I mean.
0: Obviously, we want it to be taken care of with, you know, extra careful gloves and stuff like that and be really carefully handled and, and done right. Because you there's nothing like watching your favorite game just be butchered <laughs> in front of your eyes. Uh, but, yeah, I'm just glad they're they're kind of doing something again. All right. So then one more remake uh, news. This came out also yesterday. Uh, 10, 20, 22. It's funny enough, but we kind of knew this one was coming, I think. The Resident Evil 4 remake um, 2 and 3 got remade recently uh, and so this is the this is kind of the next one that everyone was really hoping for. Um, Resident Evil 4. Uh, I did happen to see the the game pre- the game gameplay trailer for this. Um, it looks pretty good but I was wondering if you had a chance to see anything on it.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I saw it and it It does look good. Uh, I'm hesitant about it because I, you know, four was uh, a phenomenal game. It literally changed the industry when it came to uh, this third person action. You know, Uh, it was hot in a time where like quick time events were the rage. And uh, it was, but at the same time, doing the over the shoulder floating camera. Uh, that really changed it up from the Resident Evil formula, and it just changed it up for all action games. Then after, uh, it was a it's a great action game, and a stupid, stupid, funny, like campy horror game. They did so many weird things in it, so I'm really sh- curious what they're going to be doing with the villains in this game, and how they're going to be representing them. Uh, but I mean, the whole concept is you're Leon, and you're going overseas to save the uh the president's daughter who was kidnapped yeah how like 80s cliche action movie can you get and that's awesome and so that's that's why I was so great about it uh they did a visually and mechanically like i guess oh you know the, the the most recent remakes have been good you know a lot of people were a little upset with uh re3 it's just it didn't live up to the standards of re2 remake uh but i don't think there's so much potential here and i'm I'm not really going into it with so much. I'm just like, I'm just going to wait and just kind of sit on the sidelines and see uh, when it comes out. I'll, I'll probably play it right away because I, I played and beat the other ones. I did the, um, I got the speed runs for those. Like I, I did the unlocks that I could, I'm like, you know, I haven't tried that hard in a, a game in, in recent years, but that's how much I really liked uh, RE two and three remake. Uh, so We'll, you know, but I also saw the same thing you did about the IGN uh, commenting about how the dogs, uh, the dog you can save in the beginning uh, of the original game. You you find a dog in a bear trap and you're like, I'm going to set, you know, you can set it free. And if you do that, that dog will then come and help you later. Uh, and it's like, oh, my buddy, you're helping me. That's awesome. Especially in a moment, one of the most weird moments early in the game. You're like, what the hell is going on? And. They showed the same dog, and it is no longer alive. And it's just like, oh, that's that's tragic. Uh, yeah, so boycott this game. <laughs>
0: cancel it. Just cancel it all. Yeah, It's dead to me. Uh, yeah, so like uh, watching some of the gameplay, it looks good. Like when did that original game came out? Like uh, for, for GameCube, right? For what, two thousand four,
1: two thousand six? Yeah, the original was GameCube. Uh, I don't remember the year anymore I wouldn't say 2005 okay. um yeah so you said four or six so you know that you know, I don't know why right.
0: I don't know why I think it's either four or six but but uh yeah I guess we could Google it if we really wanted to but anyway uh, um yeah it, it, anyway it uh the gameplay looks good of all of them uh this this one this Resident Evil needed a a uh, remake the least. Um, because it is still sort of in the modern era, but but a lot of the stuff from uh, GameCube and PS2 is looking pretty dated. You know that that was definitely a pretty big leap forward compared to, to PS1 and and in 64 era games. Uh, but uh, but uh, they're still pretty they still look okay. Um, so I, I was kind of I was kind of surprised that uh, that they were going to remake it uh, because it is a little bit. It's not that old anymore, but because I made the other two so recently, it made yeah, sense we talked about the, it.
1: this when it first got announced uh, because there was that fan effort uh, by the community to they were doing their own HG uh, texture packs and stuff for a bunch of assets from the uh, for the uh, the base game, and then just you you could just mod in all the extra stuff. So they were going. There, uh, people would go to the actual locations of like where a lot of the uh, when they couldn't find like a good high res photo and they, people were taking photos of like ca- the castle walls and stuff like that of certain places uh, and buildings to try to get uh, accurate representation. And it was a it was phenomenal. You can find this stuff on YouTube. But unfortunately, like then this project was underway for like a long time and they're like, yeah, OK, you can cancel that, guys, because we are doing our own thing and that was pretty sad.
0: Yeah, that is pretty sad. I, I remember uh, kind of randomly, I remember somebody on uh, on Reddit one time was showing the, these pictures of this school and you know kind of going back to the Silent Hill stuff that I think it was for Silent Hill. They were showing these the pictures of these of this school and they were showing how it's like exactly the same as the school in Silent Hill and 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 it was Pretty clear to me that whoever had had uh, made Silent Hill had Googled, you know, different, you know, schools and had found this one. Cause like the front of it was pretty much exactly the same and like some of the patterns of the floor and some of the lockers were like exactly the same. And it was like, I mean, it had to be like fifteen or twenty years later, but that school was still standing, I guess. So I guess it made sense. But yeah. Anyway, RE4 looks looks pretty good. It looks um kind of like the others. Uh, just up-res and and nice so we'll see how it plays i'm sure it'll be uh it'll be good anyway so that's it for the news um so next up let's go into what we've been playing um so i'm actually gonna gonna uh let you go first about the stuff you've been playing uh, and then we'll get to what i have done so go ahead and tell us about your stuff
1: all right well um so, a buddy at work uh, had let me borrow his like Pandora's box, which is essentially uh, a giant uh, two person arcade stick. You know, it's a, it's, you know, the size, you know, it's like a couple feet bit, you know, wide. And you end up just playing this, you know, like shoulder to shoulder with a buddy. It's just plug and play, hook it up HDMI, hook it up to a power unit, and plug it into the wall. Uh, and it has—it's just a really cheap, uh, you know, emulator for a bunch of stuff. And because it's usually um, Chinese, of you know, this uh, of some sort, like uh, it has a bunch of knockoff games, or at least they'll have the legit games, but they'll have a bunch of knockoff ty- uh, names to them. And then with uh, Amazon having their recent sale, another buddy from work went ahead and bought the newer version because. Uh, uh, it seemed like a good idea, and so yeah, we ended up. I've been playing a lot of these little, uh, you know, cheap little Pandora's box games. Uh, honestly, your if you have an older computer, I would recommend you're probably better off just going ahead and buying yourself a, a fight stick, and then just getting MAME and emulating these things yourself. But for, for for people who have no idea how to do any of that stuff, or just don't want to deal with it, period, uh, this is the most uh, easy pu- plug and play solution. Uh, it's just, it's just really funny because you'll come across. Uh, they'll have multiple uh, systems on a single unit, so they'll have stuff like Mega Drive, which is Sega Genesis. They'll have the Famicom, which is the uh, uh, Nintendo and Super Nintendo, and they'll have uh, all these different things, including uh, arcade titles. But then you'll have some of some of, some of the names will be exactly the same, uh, like Contra. But then you get you can come across something like Gauntlet and then they translate gauntlet to like iron glove too you know i'm like i guess that is a way to say gauntlet isn't it it's an iron glove all right <laughs> that that checks out <laughs> uh, or crazy crazy wolf which was crash bandicoot <laughs> okay uh, okay <laughs> yes yeah, so you come across it like what the hell is this it's like oh okay it's just you find some stupid names and some pretty funny ones like uh comic book heroes uh versus i forget something else and it was marvel versus catcom 2 and i'm like comic book heroes all right yep that checks out too <laughs> <laughs> that way marvel don't get in there and they don't get fucking sued so
0: <laughs> yeah they'll come after you but okay so so uh you're so you, you really enjoyed that uh, playing this? Uh... It
1: was really fun. It's really it's really silly. Um, like the new, one of the newer versions has like you can because you only have so much onboard memory, so you can go ahead and swap out. Uh, they have like free games to download. Uh, and yeah, it's just it's Wi-Fi capable. Uh, you hook up you can hook up controllers to it, and so if you're playing, they have a bunch of sixty-four games n sixty-four games on there, and if you tried play if you don't have a usb uh n64 controller to plug into the unit you're you're going to have to use the two joysticks plus buttons to control your character and it is the most ridiculous thing you've ever had to do it makes you feel like you're doing um, some sort of weird tank controls like two joysticks back and forth and yeah it's it's super funny uh no it's it's like it is one of the things that i wouldn't have paid for it myself but because i'm borrowing a buddy's and also i got and got to try the newer one at a different friends i'm like this is pretty awesome uh so it's a pretty fun and, experience
0: just for how wacky it is
1: yeah it's like it's a lot of jank really is like the marvel versus catcom uh the sprites it's not the best emulation uh and because it's all proprietary it's really you can't really like system wipe it like a raspberry pi or something uh, like that so uh yeah, because, like, the sprites had, like, and every now and then they'll have, like, a glitchy, like, vertical lines going through them. And you're like, yeah, like, just standing for, like, the the end of combat, you know, situation where you just, both characters are there. And for some reason, the Hulk has lines going through and you're like, all right, well, it is what it is. It's still played pretty accurately, pretty fine. I'm like, uh, but there's a bunch of stuff that just doesn't work either. Like, or at least you're trying to get it to work, like, a bunch of PSP games. And it just loads straight, like a Guilty Gear fighting game, loads straight into the, uh, the the combat screen. Does not give you an option to select character, really. Does not give you an option to play two players, because the game was originally a single player, because it's a PSP. And it's meant to be, then some games were like, let's hook on, let's connect to the network. Like, there's no network for you to connect to. <laughs> this game has been offline for forever, you know? And it's just like, so like, it's it's on there just to say like, hey, we have these, we have X, like a thousand games on here. I'm like, yeah, but you have like four different versions of one game. And, you know, it's just like, there's almost no difference. So I think I played the greatest version of Contra ever, which was like the the Mario Lost Levels equivalent of Contra. It starts you off weird. It has a weird color tint on it. You're like, this just does not look healthy. It's like a weird blue and green color scheme. This doesn't and look then you, healthy. <laughs> like, you jump and you miss your jump and then you fall into the water and you just insta-death. They're like, wait, you should be able to go in the water. Then you make you finally make your landing. You make another jump and you're like, okay, this is good. You make a third jump. Like, this should be a spot. Nope, that's, that's actually, it looks like a spot you can land it's not a spot you can land and now you're dead <laughs> it's uh. just like yeah mario lost levels if you haven't tried it it's just the hard japanese mario 2 and america just couldn't handle it watch a bunch of videos on that lost levels is a good fun thing to watch people play um, and this i don't know the actual name of this contra game it could just be someone's like you know homebrew thing but it was it was funny as hell because we were not expecting it it was hard and stupid and we just had to laugh on how dumb it was um but yeah that's i I played a a bit with that and i guess the other thing is uh you know a little bit on the you know that news front slash uh just an update is uh on epic games they have um the two free games they have this week happens to be uh evil land uh the legendary edition um and that one has evil land one and two so it's a an rpg uh kind of concept is you are playing in you're playing through the evolution of graphics (laughs) you start out with a more or less like a, a game boy level um a game boy style graphical level and then as you're going through the game you start upgrading from you know to 8 bit to 16 bit you know 32 bit and that's you know so by the i know by the time like they showed you know i never played the second one uh, but like the screenshots of the second one is like you, know, you got 64-bit block sprites kind of deal so yeah. that's a kind of neat concept of that game and yeah that, never, that was always
0: i've never played evil Land. i've always seen it uh, around it looks pretty cool but uh glad to know it's free right now
1: yeah for sure and the second one is uh fallout 3 uh the game of the year edition and i absolutely love this game this is my favorite uh fallout game i i preferred fallout over um the elder scrolls franchise personally and most people prefer new vegas but i really liked uh, fallout 3 i think from the very beginning uh it has that whole uh throwback vibe and you're like you're in the how was that when you're in the shelter they have you growing up as a child and you have like that street gang uh sewer rats or something like that i forget um sewer snakes i forget the, the the original gang that you caused that causes you trouble in that uh like it's so stupid but it's just like it, it, like straight out something of um 50s greaser you yeah. know vibe Yeah, and then you have liam neeson as your dad yeah and your whole point of the game is follow your dad try to find him i'm like you know what that's good enough motivation for me uh, so. yeah I
0: try to figure out like where he is and stuff like that yeah i mean like uh people do say new vegas is better i played some of new Vegas, uh, way, way later. I thought it was fine. Um, man, you're like never going to have, uh, that, that fallout three, you know, experience again because that was such a huge leap forward in games. Like I had no idea that games were capable of doing that. It was just such a, such a crazy thing to see how big the world was all the stuff that you could do. You know I mean? kind of seen how how bethesda games work now they're kind of what like i've heard it's like an ocean of content that's an inch deep so and and now like i don't really prefer that kind of stuff but at the time when it came out it was like holy crap you just you know the world was your oyster and you had just had so many things to do and so many options and stuff that you could do like it was wild
1: a lot of safe scumming just to see what was possible. Yeah, for sure. And, yeah, it's just, you know, that game, I just absolutely love that, uh, Fallout 3. Uh, it's And I completely, you know, 100% of that game, did all the DLC. Um, so I got, it's like back, this is also early Xbox 360 lot. when trophies were just a, kind of a new thing still. And yeah, I made sure I got all that stuff. That's I, a lot I of material
0: love. to go it through. It really
1: is. Oh, hands down. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I actually played like 100 plus hours in New Vegas. And I just, there's something about it. I, I I tried to like that game. And I mean, it's a fun game. And it has some wackiness. But I just, I think it's also, it's one of those things that it's your, I don't know. I really like the original 2 um, or Fallout 1 and 2. I kind of grew up playing those. But this is the first time, this is when they really shifted the uh, the style. Because everything else was um uh the guys who made fallout made the those current the current series wasteland so you got the isometric grid based uh, rpg tactical style so you know those were a lot of words there Uh, but essentially uh yeah fallout 3 let you do be as good or as bad as you want and they let you do it from the very beginning like the first first town you do like they like there's a nuke right there and you can very early in the game just completely wipe a city off the map
0: i definitely did that on one of my save scums um (laughs) actually i was playing like my my buddy in college um he had the game and he was showing it to me and that's why i was like totally blown away by it and uh he was like here play through so you're like there, like all afternoon or whatever but you know I, i played through a bunch and he was like why don't you blow up the town and and i was like okay so like I did and uh we watched uh the uh we watched what whatever like good and evil you know uh, balance you had it just dropped to straight evil um it was like I mean you have like the little guy but he has like a horns on his head um and uh and I was like had you not seen that before and my buddy was like no I just wanted to like I wanted you to do it on your save cuz I wouldn't do that on mine, but I just wanted to see what it was like, and I was like, okay. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it was, it was one wild. of those things
1: that made you feel kind of bad because, like, I, I, I can't believe I just did that, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you could uh, get
0: different perks and stuff though from being evil or from being good. I'm sure it's probably easier to play the game if you're evil because you could just do whatever you wanted. But anyway.
1: Yeah, for sure. But anyways, that's uh, having this game up for free now is making me. Like, I haven't touched the game in a very long time. And I'm like, you know what? I kind of want to play that game again. And I'm guaranteed that someone made super HD, like, texture oh. packs. You know? Yeah. It is the... I mean, it's like, being the fact that I've already played the game, It like, it, naturally, I have no problems, like, modding it or, like, you know, I don't have that sanctity of the game I have to, like, you know, keep intact. I'm like, no, dude, I can I can play in whatever cheat mode or... Whatever I want, you know, and I really wouldn't care as much.
0: Yeah, I mean, to me, you can add whatever HDV texture packs and all kinds of stuff that you want. Uh, for me, that game just doesn't. It's just uh, the gameplay style is is uh, from a bygone time, and and I I kind of see through too much of of the smoke and mirrors now to really uh, enjoy it very much. I mean, like even Starfield. Like I've been thinking about if I'm actually going to buy Starfield or not um i kind of don't want to i would just be kind of doing it just to report in on on this show but i don't know it is it is still i like my memories of of fallout 3 i don't know how much i'd like to actually go back and play it again
1: oh that that game in my opinion probably still holds up it's just the, the people always complained about the the shooting in that game I'm like that game was never meant to, in my brain. That game was never meant to be an active shooting game. Uh, that game was always played one vat at a time. Yeah, you're <laughs> supposed to vat. You the go into vats, you snipe in precision, and then you move on and you do the same. Unless if you, unless if you wanted to do like the barbarian route, where you're like I'm just gonna melee or um, punch everything to death. And that was always a a, a fun chaotic way to play just like yeah i'm gonna get up and close personal and just punch everything uh, just because i can yeah. and there's perks and build loadouts for that too um and the violence in that yeah,
0: game was crazy watching people's heads explode when you shoot them dude i was like you... whoa this is wild Woo.
1: yeah for Back sure you can not you could just take someone a base you know like just you punch someone and their head goes flying and you're like it is the most comical, like it's violence, it, but it's yeah, you know, it's so stupid, it but it's so funny. It's pretty hilarious. Yeah. All right. So, what have you been playing, sir?
0: Dude. So, I uh, mentioned, I think, last time, maybe that Frostpunk was coming to Game Pass. So, I downloaded that. And started playing it. Um, I thought I would. I thought I'd like it. I thought I'd enjoy it. So, Frostpunk. If you don't know, it's a game from twenty eighteen. It's a city builder where the scenario is uh, like a steampunk type civilization um but the the catch is that it is uh some kind of day after tomorrow type scenario where the world is freezing over you have no idea why but you're you and your group of people have uh fled like you're a, you're a captain in the military or something and you have a bunch of refugees with you you've fled London and you are uh, traveling uh through the snowy wasteland you come upon this abandoned coal generator um and uh or a generator that is fueled by coal and uh so you decide to set up camp there and so basically the whole thing is you start with the generator and a few people um and some supplies that you can get to and you have to build out your city So it starts at negative four degrees Fahrenheit. I think it's like negative. I think it's like at zero degrees Celsius. That's where you start. And then uh, as the game progresses, it steadily gets colder and colder and colder. Um, And uh, yeah, man, I have not had a game bite me like this in a long time. Uh, When I first started playing it, I thought that the tutorial was pretty crappy they, they give you like they they show they tell you hey tutorial on what you're just about to do or what you just did and it'll go up in the top left corner and then you can click on it or not and for the most part I just never clicked on any of that stuff I was just trying to play trying to figure stuff out so I was really annoyed with it for the first probably two hours uh, but kind of once I got the hang of it um I knew sort of what I was doing and I'd go through and play for a good chunk and play till about like day ten or fifteen, and then I'd just die so so basically, with this game, you have you have uh two meters at the bottom of your screen that are discontent and hope. So obviously you want discontent to be as low as possible and hope to be as high as possible and uh, discontent is red, hope is blue. and so different things that you do um or different things that you neglect. Uh, will cause those meters to go up or down and uh, so like just kind of wrapping my head around everything that goes on in the game and like what like uh, different things that happen at different times what the different buildings do and when you should use them what you should like if you're on this path you should you know you should not actually build those things it just takes a while and I, I lost probably like at least 3 times before I finally won uh which is the the win the winning state is to carry the city through um as it gets colder and colder and uh build a bunch of stuff and then there's a superstorm that hits and you have to survive that superstorm now part of that means that like the people that you're that are in your city like you don't get everybody killed but Another part is that they don't throw you out. So if discontent goes too high or hope goes too low for too long, then they will oust you from the city and they will. And then you're just like one dude, like walking out on the wastes, and they're going to figure out how to run their city on their own. Um, but dude, like this game is really well balanced. It's hard. There's no difficulty settings. It's like, here you go. This is it. Um, Mm -hmm either you can do it or you can't um but like this game is it is so well balanced as far as like you're there's never a dull moment you're always trying to get like the next thing um and I've played other city builders I haven't played very many you know in a while but a lot of the other city builders that I have played it's like okay you've got idle time or you know yeah you can do this or you can do that but this game is is it it doesn't hold back and if you're not if you're not giving it your full attention uh for every second of the game then you're going to lose and i don't know it's dude it's a really good game like like i i'll just say that when i won um for for the first time discontent was like 98 99% And then the reactor, which like I was at the, the, the peak of the storm and, or almost the peak of the storm and like discontent was so high and the reactor was maxed out as far as how you could, how, how you could take it normally. And then there's an overdrive function. So you can hit it in overdrive, but when it goes into overdrive, it starts to build up this, this, uh, pressure. And if you let it go into overdrive for too long, then it'll explode, and then no one will be able to have any heat, and then everyone will die, and they'll and you lose the game. So I mean, you're talking about like hours left in the in this scenario, which is going by like you know every second. Um, and discontent was pretty much maxed, and the the overdrive meter was was like at the very tippy top and I had like a couple more hours to go and I was just riding that line of turn of like just like hoping that because I could I I couldn't go any, anywhere anymore like if I turned the overdrive off then people would be discontent and they would they would throw me out because it would reach the the max for too long but I couldn't let the overdrive generator go, and like we hit the peak of the storm, and uh, the temperature dropped like so far down, like like minus like minus 150 or minus 200 degrees Fahrenheit, and it went like that for probably about an hour in the game, and which uh, is just a couple seconds, but it was just maxed. I was like, "Hold on, please!" And then it, the storm broke, and I and the discontent fell. And I immediately turned the overdrive off, and uh the, the game was like, "You did it! You won!" Um, and I was like, "Holy crap! That is! I haven't had a moment like that in a game in a long time where it was, you know, totally, you know, built by the game to just be that tense and come down to the wire that much." Um, I'm in my second playthrough right now, and it's. I'm getting toward the end, and it's looking it's looking not good, but um, it's it's a great game. I I, I have been, I uh, looked up some stuff, and there's gonna be a Frostpunk two that they're making. Uh, which I don't know about. I, I guess you already heard about it, but
1: yeah, it's but there's uh, it's just the, just the name. There has been no uh, date uh, that I'm aware of, anyways.
0: So. I have heard 2024. Um, I think it was like a January 24, but I could be like an early 24, but I could be wrong about that. But I know there's some kind of 2024 date thrown out there. They do have some some screens, but you know, I'm whenever it does come out, I hope it can, comes out. And whenever it does. I'm definitely going to be there day one,
1: cause, Well, I mean, when you're uh, so if when you're done with your uh, winter of discontent here, you can go ahead and play their previous game, which is uh, this War of Mine. And I'd play this War of Mine. That one, that one, yay for suffering, because you know that's exactly what these games do. They they push you and they make you feel. Uh, like yeah, you're having, I haven't even talked about decisions. some of the stuff
0: that that you have to do. <laughs> Like, like I'll go ahead and talk about it. Like the, uh, so this game gives you at a certain point, um, there's some people who want to leave the city. They're called the Londoners. They want to go back to London, um, and, and try for that there. And so they have like a week before they're going to leave. Um, and so while they're preparing to leave, they're sowing discontent and trying to get people on their cause to get a big caravan to go. So, the thing that the game does is it says, hey, you need to provide people with purpose. And there's two paths to that. The, like, the path that I picked first uh, for the first couple times that I lost was the security path. or It's like basically like you build guards and you, you have guard towers and stuff like that. And you prevent crime in the city and stuff like that. And the other path is faith. Uh, where you build, like, churches and stuff like that and give people hope and stuff and all those kind of things. Both of those paths go bad if you go down them far enough. Um, And the game definitely wants you to go down. It forces you to go down those paths. Um, The faith path was the one that I ended up going with uh, to actually win the game the first time. But I think that was just because... Because like on my second playthrough, I've gone through like the the, the safety path or the uh, the the guardian path. What do you? I forget what they call it exactly. Anyway, I, I've gone down that one and I'm doing pretty well. So I think it, it's just the faith path of the one that I chose, and I had enough experience in the game to be able to make everything else work. But uh, and also make the faith thing work. They both like they give different advantages, but eventually, like eventually, they have it be so that you know you build churches and then you like have faith people, and then you like do public beatings uh and make people uh, repent publicly uh for their crimes or their sins or whatever, and then you you have the choice of making yourself the protector of truth um and that's definitely not something that's good, but you're like, you basically, you become like the city's protector of truth. And then the final thing, um, is you can become the, I forget what they, they, how they word it, but basically you become the Pope, the Pope of, uh, of the city. And, um, one of the things that it does, it's like, hope will never be a problem again, if you if you sign this document and you sign this law then you become basically the pope of the city and anything you say goes and no one will ever lose, lose hope again and it, it, it'll but it'll be bad like like people will die people will be really mad about this law being passed and there's a similar thing for the other side that I've I've gotten to but I haven't had to sign it yet where so basically you make people become your spies at first and then you do some other nefarious stuff, and then basically you sort of become the Nazis, in in, in a sort of way. Well, not want to say the Nazis, but you become, become fascists uh, to where you control all of the media and you control all of the the thinking in in the the camp. But like you kind of have to because people become disgruntled and they don't want this, they don't want that, or like every time that people want to leave the city to go back to london i always stop them and it's a bad it's a bad thing it's a bad thing to do but it's like they're definitely going to die and we need them here to do work for us like we can't lose like 20 50 people cuz that's that much less that can feed the that can like do the work on the coal mines and mine the stuff and there's the city's got to run um and then there's a darker thing at the very end of the game where like it's so cold that like none of the protection that you have can go far enough and the generator just can't can't keep up so it's so cold that people are freezing to death at their jobs and i was going on a run today and i was thinking about the game and i was thinking about i was thinking like this game is I mean, at some point you're feed, you know, you're feeding coal into the generator, but at some point you're feeding people to the coal mine, to the, to, to like the, the, the coal, uh, extractor because they're just dying. And like that, like they're saying like the, the beams, the beams in the, in the coal mine are freezing and they're breaking because they're becoming brittle. and, and it's like the first thing you do is we'll get volunteers to go in people volunteer and they're like, it's still breaking. It's still breaking. You know, we have to shut the mine down and you have the choice between put people in there that are going to die, but you're going to get to keep the mine going or you can uh, shut the, shut the thing down um, until the storm passes. And I was like, send them in there, man. Like, we can't let the generator, we can't let the generator, uh, we can't let the coal mining stop because then the generator will stop and everyone will die. Dude, it's wild. That game, it's it's a really, it's a really good game. It's a really good game. Highly recommend.
1: I'm glad you had a good time with it. And yeah, you'll probably end up talking more about it ne- like next time. I'm I'm almost positive with no, how excited I, you are. I'm gonna try
0: not to talk about it. I, I I'm kind of reaching the end of my rope on it. I need to play something else. But like, I have not had a game melt hours. Like I played this game uh, from about three o'clock to 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 eight o'clock today, and just I mean, every time I'd, I'd look over at the clock, being like, man, another hour passed just is just a great it is just a great you know time melting game um yeah anyway i'll shut up about it all right that's what we've been playing um so let's go to what we've been watching um do you want to go first or do you want me to i've talked for a while but
1: yeah okay i'll go ahead and kick off um just i got a couple small things here uh one of which is uh if you want a, a chill uh uh anime to watch uh happens to be during the uh, the winter season uh, it's a laid back camp i talked about this before it's called yuru camp uh in uh, japanese and it's literally about a bunch of uh just like a little club of girls doing uh winter camping uh, around fuji essentially uh, and one of the girls is primarily a solo camper they just like to go out and camp by themselves and prefers camping in the uh the colder season because less people less bugs and just like they prefer that crisp uh coolness and then like warming up next to a fire uh it's a fun little anime uh it's not like groundbreaking it's not going to change your life but it is a it's just a fun enjoyable bit to watch uh hands down and uh yeah totally yeah, worth it giving a shot yeah,
0: yeah you you're talking about it a few weeks ago um and uh it, it definitely seems up your alley you definitely seem to like uh those those chill slice of life type animes this is a really good idea for uh for one um it kind of reminds me uh just kind of the way you're talking about it it sort of reminds me of a in the woods version of uh uh my of uh what's her name sailor uniform
1: Oh, uh AKB's uh, Yeah, so AKB's sailor the yeah.
0: uniform. Yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of that. Um just kind of the way you talk about. It. I haven't seen what it looks like. I'm sure it looks totally different or whatever. But sort of I could definitely see them fitting that style into this scenario because you know who
1: who doesn't love the woods?
0: That's that's pretty cool. Yeah,
1: it's um it's it's pretty interesting they get, it's like almost a tutorial base for for camping around the area cuz it's not only just the woods, you got the flatlands. You got the rule. They explain a little bit about the rules of fires, uh, like whether or not you can't certain campsites allow fires, what don't, and then of course they use real campsites, uh, and like they have. It's like also what it is is it's probably some the manga or the manga artist was like really into camping, wanted an excuse to go camping and to put it as a tax write off, and <laughs> probably had expensive gear that they also wanted to write off, and therefore if you you know it's a business expense right uh but yeah they they talk about a lot of different gear um like a little fire stand multiple fire stands like things to put on your table or like essentially it looks like a fold out you know like a stool that's meant to have logs on it so you can burn fire that's not on the ground so you don't cause a, a big fire stuff like that it's just it's uh it's really silly with that kind of thing and you know because these kind of these kind of uh tv shows or anime or anything like that you always have to have the fish out of water right i'm new to the area or i'm new to this hobby so therefore you can have the um the reference for the viewer it's like i don't know anything about anything but you seem to really know what you're doing why don't you explain it to me and yeah that's you know that's your entry point that's your gateway you live you know through that person like what do you call (laughs) that
0: like the surrogate For the viewer. I feel like there's another word for it, but yeah, like something like that. They're, they're the stand in for the viewer. So somebody can talk to that character and explain the situation. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. But no, totally. I, I prefer, I like a lot of chill stuff just because, uh, my life is stressful enough as is. So I have a hard time watching anything that is too high strung as far as like, i don't know things of um breaking bad-esque level of like tension or people like yeah i want to watch like i'm like i don't need that kind of anxiety in my after like in my personal time uh you know i'll generally go for just comedies uh you know i'm i'm not saying i'm against them i'll still watch something that's like you know if it's really worth it uh but just you know testing out the waters i you know i knew a friend who was uh really happy with uh camp and so I am like, yeah, sure. Uh it's it got dubbed. I'll give it a shot. And I enjoyed it. The voices I like the charactering the character voice acting. Uh they are not your typical anime voices, and just their reactions and the way they speak to themselves, uh, the slang and the kind of this the vocabulary they use. It's really fun. Uh, because it I guess I you, you expect it to be anime esque and it feels m- not more natural, but it is just different enough. They're like, yeah, okay. This you can tell it's not me- trying to be that cutesy style, I guess. Uh, but you know, it's 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 a fun watch. So, and then uh, I finished a few other things. I'll probably talk about. There's a few things finishing up as well. So I'll probably just lay that out next time, being like, here's the things I finished, and here's what's worth your time and what's not. Um, I've already kind of hinted at that beforehand as well. Uh, but there is a new one that uh, that just came out. Uh, only episode one, dubbed. And I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, it's, uh, it's, just, it's one of those silly names where it's, uh, I'm the villainous, uh, so I'm taming the final boss. And this is a uh, girl gets isekai'd, uh, reincarnated, I should say. Uh, and she's into it in a in an Otome game, which is essentially a female dating sim. But she gets to she turns out uh she's actually the the antagonist in the game, so she's the love rival and she's the one who bullies the main, the you know the main heroine, and uh so she she realizes this when the turning point is it's always like the prince, uh so like this is a fantasy world so the prince is denouncing her in front of everyone and saying like you're 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 mean you've been a bully to the to the main girl. And you should be ashamed. We're like, I'm dissolving our engagement. You know, like that scene that's in every Otome game that's fantasy oriented. And so she's like, wait a minute. I know where I am now. This is a game. And from, from what I remember, between here and the end of the game, I'm going to die. So I have to... And like, and every, every route entangles with me dying, being murdered by the Demon King. So... I'm gonna get the Demon King to marry me. <laughs> and that's her goal. Um, I really like this one. It was I happened to come across it, we're just reading the manga at the same time as a different one, which uh, I had mentioned about before, but um the name is slipping me as well. So but I'm like, yeah, this one was cute, it was fun, uh had you know, the nice part is it actually ended with a complete story relatively quick as far as manga goes. It actually had like you know, a front, middle, and an end. And it's just like, oh, wow, that it didn't take me like years and years. Uh, so, yeah, that had been finished for a long time. I never thought it was going to get an anime, especially since it had been like done with for a while now. So I'm like, oh, snap, they actually did this. Okay, sure, it'll be fun. And episode one seems to be good. I, I like it. Uh, and I look forward to it. I'm, you know, it's just like, it, it really can't go wrong because I know how it's going to play out. So, I mean it's like I said, once again, not groundbreaking or anything, but it will it'll just if you want something simple and easy and it's funny, uh then yeah, sure, go for it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's uh that's good when you know the story's gonna be pretty good. And then all you have to kind of see is the animation. So as long as they hold hold good on that animation uh first couple episodes, then you know it's probably gonna turn out to be all right. That's pretty cool. Yep. Um, so I uh I actually had seen this so I watched some stuff. I've uh, been watching a little bit of anime, but uh, not enough to, to talk about anything fully yet. Um, but a couple weeks ago, before our last podcast, actually, I had just seen uh, a movie that came out on Apple TV and in theaters, I think, too. But it's called uh, The Greatest Beer Run Ever. Uh, and it's a a movie uh, starring Zac Efron and had some pretty good cameos in it as well. Um but it's a it's a based on a true story about a guy in the 70s who um whose friends a lot of his friends were fighting in Vietnam and he went over there to bring them some beer um and uh, it's kind of a it's kind of a silly movie in a lot of ways um but uh but, but basically like he he's a guy that um He's kind of like the, I don't know, like the voice of people that still believed in the Vietnam War, that it was like the right thing to be doing and uh, that they were, you know, that they were like fighting for freedom and stuff like that. And uh, it it does a pretty good job of kind of showing like he's, you know, he starts out on that side um, and then as he goes over there and things kind of are shown to him, he um kind of changes his mindset and and isn't just purely gung ho for like like blindly gung ho for a a war that's getting a lot of his friends killed um and uh anyway it's it's got some good comedy in it and uh it's uh got uh, but but it also has a serious tone to it um i was kind of surprised this movie i think it's like PG-13 because there's uh no, there's like no cursing in it. And there's some like, you know, damn or whatever. But for the most part, there's like no cursing at all in it. Like there's a few times where from what I know about people in the military, they would have used a curse word at, in this particular time and they specifically did not. So, so I was kind of like, okay, but uh anyway, it, it's a, it seems like a pretty good, Uh, This is
1: straight up rated R. Really? Just letting you know. Well,
0: there's definitely like a couple parts where they could, where they should have said the f word or something, and they don't.
1: It's rated R for language and uh, some war violence.
0: The war violence. There, there is a part where somebody loses their arm, but it's not like it's not horribly gruesome. But I don't know. I, I didn't see like I didn't see I didn't hear the f word. I think said once. I think even. I think uh, even shit. I don't think they even said that um, very much that I can remember. Uh, So it seems like a, so I don't know why it's rated R, but maybe I watched a different version. Maybe, maybe the Apple version is, uh, is edited or something like that. I don't know, but it's pretty good movie. Um, I definitely, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, And uh, I, I'd recommend uh, watching it. If if you have uh, Apple TV or, feel like going to the theater to see it but it was pretty good um I, I i liked it I liked it okay
1: yeah it seems i have a really big uh big name cast behind it um vigo mortensen bill murray russell Crowe. um so yeah it's
0: vigo mortensen
1: yeah he's really? accredited in this so
0: what can you tell me
1: what is is is. Uh, let me pull it up then real quick. Uh, see here Click on him. Yeah. Because like I said, it showed, um, Bill Murray as the Colonel. It just had, it just showed Viggo Mortensen just, um, when I po- when, typed in the movie name,
0: I wonder if he's uh, like a see. producer or something. I don't remember uh, him seeing him at all. Like, I don't. Remember, I I'm, just, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he's like associated with, if, you, if that's what you're pulling up, but like, I'm just trying to figure out where he would have been. Um, cause there's some pretty good cameos like, like Russell Crowe's in it. Uh, he's in, he's in a lot of the kind of the back half of the movie. Um, Bill Murray was pretty surprising to me. I was like, dang, that's Bill Murray. Um, but, uh, yeah,
1: it's, yeah. Um, IMDb is not showing him up as, uh, it's just, it hasn't been cast when you Google him. So Weird. I'm curious who's, who he's actually playing. Uh, but yeah, so I can't say for sure. Uh, and I'm not going to waste any more time on this, trying to but, find it.
0: Yeah, um, it, yeah. it's pretty good. It's not going to blow your socks off, but but it's a it's a good like uh, you know, I don't have anything else to watch, and it's Sunday night or or whatever.
1: I don't know. The the pictures of Zac Efron look pretty good. Um, you know, IMDb gives it a 6.8. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a uh, a 42. Uh, but you know, but then the, but the audience score is a 91. Yeah. So that's, that's a huge difference. So that, that that proves that it's, there's something there, right?
0: Like it's, you Uh, know, the critics probably wanted to say all kinds of different things. Um, and and it, it definitely tries to feed. It definitely tries to feed both parts. It's like, Hey, you know, we're trying to set people free over there and keep them from the boot heel of communism. But, um, but uh you know that's how the movie starts too and but then it's like hey it's not it's not all sunshine and rainbows and kind of the this the stupidity of of uh going to Vietnam to do a beer run is also like it's funny, haha at the beginning and then at the by but by the middle there you're kind of like, yeah, this was kind of dumb to come all the way out here it's that we're not you know we shouldn't be playing around with this kind of stuff, but it does a good job. I enjoyed it I recommend it
1: okay uh rotten tomatoes does not have vigo mortensen on the cast so i have no idea what google pulled up i don't know so, what happened yeah. there
0: <laughs> maybe he maybe he was maybe he was on set for a day or something brought him donuts but yeah no good.
1: uh zach efron does get his his he looks the part and more so than i could have imagined actually so i thought that was a that turns out that was a good casting call um yeah it works out all right well thanks for that Yeah, so uh,
0: no, that is going to be it. Uh, I I did start watching Chainsaw Man. Uh, I'll talk about that whenever we got a few more episodes in. Um, But yeah, uh, so we'll talk about that probably next time. So yeah, that's going to do it for us. Um, Thank you for clicking on this. And uh, I guess we'll see you next
1: time. Yeah, take it easy, guys. Thanks for sticking around. Bye.